0: Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Path. <laughs> hey, Froth Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I enjoyed your potty humor episode. I probably would have cast the janitor differently. We may have watched slightly different movies back then. I, I had a steady stream of Roger Corman movies as well, so Dick Miller was close to my heart. And Dick Miller is the janitor of Chopping Mall will always be the janitor I think of in a movie, but hey, as long as you include Dick Miller somewhere in you know in this in this game before the end of it, I have no complaints so thank you again for sharing this with us. It's very much appreciated, and we'll talk to you later. What is up y'all? It's frothier thought of your podcast thought of your blog thanks for checking out the show. hope everybody's doing well heard from Jason there from Nerds RPG RPG Variety Cast uh referring to the Frost University potty Humor episode a couple of sessions back uh talking about Dick Miller to me Dick Miller I, I always Gremlins is the one that comes to mind with Dick Miller in there uh but great actor uh and in as far as uh you was know, referring to a a janitor character for this game this is my talking recapping talking about my 1980s savage world horror comedy college game and so uh, i've been using avatars and you know likenesses uh from folks from a lot of different 80s movies and media for the npcs is in, in the players are using them for the pcs and stuff too i went with the uh the janitor from uh from uh the breakfast club Because that's when I think of like 80s janitors, 80s custodians. That's the one that comes to mind, you know, that catches the teacher uh, going through the files and everything. Because I wanted the, you know, the the janitor maybe to end up being an ally or whatever. So, but anyway, uh, thanks for that. And thanks for listening to the show. And uh, yeah, last night session... It was, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say it's the reason I like RPGs. It was out, it was just so much fun, H- hilarious, lots of improv, and, uh, I can't wait to talk to y'all about it, uh, but I got done with the session just being like, uh, oh, that's what it's all about. It was so much fun. So we're going to get into that and let y'all know what happened, um. But uh, first, I wanted to mention just a couple things. Uh, still looking for folks to share their New Year's gaming resolutions, uh, stuff you're looking forward to in the next year, things you might want to change, products you might want to buy, games you might want to run, that kind of thing. I've gotten some a bunch of call ins so far. I'm looking to put together a big kind of year end, beginning of the year episode on this. So whether you podcast here on Anchor or uh, you're you know you just enjoy listening to podcasts here. If you want to leave me a message, you can do so with the Anchor app, but you don't need the app to do it. You can also go to anchor.fm forward slash ThoughtEater, and you should see a message button on there. If you've got just access to a microphone or or whatever on your computer, headset, what have you, you can just click there, leave me a message, and I'll put it on the show. I think it'll be a fun listen and a good way to crank off the new year. Also, uh, if you're a regular listener to my shows uh be kind of winding down a little bit over the next uh over the rest of the month i'm going to do one more hump day blogorama on wednesday and that will probably be it i might be able to sneak some five minute fridays in there but i'm not going to be doing any gaming and i'm not going to look at uh hump day blogorama for the next couple weeks after that so i do plan on doing a a couple of special things on the year-end hump day it's uh a year of doing the show as well as, um, you know, the end of the year. So I'm thinking about sharing some, some of my favorite posts of the year, kind of things like that. So anyway, i have that to look forward to. All right. So let's talk about last night. All right. So the good thing about doing recaps of this show is a lot of the sessions are really just episodic and you don't have to know like the overarching plot. It's almost like uh like the X Files or something where, you know, it's got the the um uh, the alien thread running through it, but then a lot of episodes are them like, you know, checking out a werewolf or something, you know what I mean? That's kinda how this is. So you don't really know have to know what's what's happened other than, you know, there's college students in the eighties. They just at this university out in Texas, um, East Texas University that that end up investigating weird occurrences and stuff like that. All kinds of weird stuff is happening around this town. So in this session, it is uh, spring semester, you know, second semester of their freshman year, 1983. And we've kind of fast forwarded to, uh, they've completed midterms and they're all like enjoying a, you know, a a milkshake and a burger at the the local, you know, uh, uh, diner kind of celebrating midterms and midterms being completed and everything so um the party are in there just chilling and uh so this one i was really hoping it would go well um but i didn't have high hopes because i took a couple of like little side quest adventures from the the east texas university book and just kind of mashed them together and kind of made them my own but you never know how exactly it's going to go and i couldn't believe you know, what, what got made out of it. And so much of it was just improv and off the cuff, but, uh, I wanted to do something with, you know, like eighties, goth, goth kids as the, as the, as the enemies, you know, as the antagonists. And, uh, so it starts, you know, a couple of, you know, goth, goth types you know, come into the diner real surly and, uh, the players could tell they've got like fake vampire fangs in their mouths. And one of them I called Dylan, you know, and they can recognize that, you know, they saw this, this kid Dylan, you know, at the beginning of the semester, they're totally normal, but now they're like, you know, completely decked out and goth and big hair and, you know, you know, total eighties goth, which you might picture. And, and now instead of Dylan, they call themselves Thorn. And then, <laughs> so it was Thorn and, and Christian, the the other one, and uh, you know they just come in and sit down, and uh, and, a, and then the the two goth guys follow this woman and her kids out to the parking lot, and they, they hear screaming, and they uh, the players run out to investigate, and Thorn, A.K.A. Dylan, and Christian have some knives out, and they can hear uh, you know they're threatening the the family. And you hear one of them say something about, we got to drink the blood, you know, we want to be part of the group and, you know, they say they can give us real power, you know, and stuff like that. So the party aren't having any of it. Barbara, uh, you know, the, uh, has the, um, uh, Molly Ringwald avatar from, from Breakfast Club, kind of the princess spoiled rich girl uh, type, she runs up with her pepper spray and immediately just catches Dylan in the eyes and he's, or I mean, thorn in the eyes, you know, and he's down there crying. ah, oh, my eyes, my eyes are burning. and Christian's like, Dylan, are you okay? It's, it's not Dylan. It's thorn. I told you, you call me Thor <laughs> And, uh, and then, uh, one of them, I, I guess the Matthew Broderick character rushes up and kicks Christian square in the nuts and he's just on the ground doubled over in pain. So they kind of save the family. Meanwhile, cops pull up and I'm using the two cops from, uh, Proctor and, I'm um, and the other one's name. I'm using the two kind of bumbling cops from police Academy as the, the, the cops. And, uh, you know, they arrest Dylan and Christian and but one of the cops stays behind to talk to him and he's like, holds this videotape. And he basically divulges that, you know, there was a couple episodes ago, the, the player characters stole a car from some preppies, basically joyrided it. And he's saying that he has on videotape them doing it, that he can arrest them all on grand theft auto, but that he won't do it if they help him. And it turns out that he says his son Norbert, has started calling himself Dagger, and he's joined this this Goth group, this like Goth cult that uh, has has formed recently in town. He wants the pcs to go to this house that is owned by this girl named Lori, who now calls herself a Raven and um, and get his son out of there. and if they do that, then he will uh, he'll make the videotape of them stealing the car disappear. So the party don't really have a choice. So they know they got to go to this house. There's a suburban house, uh, and get Norbert, AKA dagger out of the house, out of Raven's clutches of this, this goth cult. And it's rumored that, uh, you know, pets from the neighborhood have gone missing and stuff. There's like rumors of sacrifice and this kind of stuff. So, so the party are trying to think of how they want to, you know get in the house and they decide a few of them that they want to you know maybe try to infiltrate you know go undercover as as goth kids or whatever in fact it was funny like barbara just like instant she's got a real high performance score in this game which is almost like disguise or lying and that kind of thing and she she like just instantly has herself done up you know and so barbara the the um Marty McFly, character McCooly, who has a band called the Chupacabras, he he does himself up, and then Bender does himself up as well. And I tell him that they all have to come up with, like, goth names to do this. So Barbara is Dusk, Bender is Judas, and McCooley is Mephistopheles. So th- those are the names they came up with for themselves. Meanwhile, Billy, the 11-year-old wonder kid, uh, and... Nathan, the Matthew Broderick type, are going to wait at the car. So they go to Radio Shack. We had a nice little discussion about old stores that aren't around anymore, you know, video stores and this and that and the other. And, and so they go to Radio Shack and get some walkie-talkies. And and uh, Chewy Chawinski, the, the Bluto uh, uh, animal house character, was running late. So he's not in it yet, but he comes in at a, at a a very appropriate time. So, so anyway, they, they head off to the, to the neighborhood and decide to leave Billy and Nathan behind with one walkie talkie while the others, you know, dressed up as, as goth kids are going to go and try to, you know, infiltrate and join the group. So, uh, it's around this time that, uh, Chewy Chawinski shows, you know, shows up late to the game. And so I just have them, Billy and Nathan hear something in the trunk and they open the trunk and he's just in there passed out drunk, you know, he's waking up. So he just happened to be in the trunk this whole time. Like what's going on, you know? So he, he, he joins the party. Uh, it worked out a good way to have him join. While the rest of the, you know, the group, McCooley, Bender and Barbara, AKA, Mephistopheles, Judas and Dusk go to the door and they can hear music blasting. And I've got Bauhaus, Bella Lugosi's dead playing, which is a quintessential, you know, really the beginning of, of goth music. Uh, basically just, uh, you know, Bella Lugosi's dead, undead, undead. I love Bauhaus. Love Bauhaus. just saw Peter Murphy and David J play, uh, uh, not six months ago, actually. Um, <clears throat> so perfect music for that. They go to the door and they can see that there are these couple of cheap, like plastic gargoyles on the, like on the uh, on the porch and knock on the door. This girl with a like an umbrella had all these great avatars, great avatars, searching for '80s goth kids, like huge. I mean, fantastic, huge hair and piercing, like legendary avatars for this. They worked out perfect. And now I'm, I'm not, I, you know, this is not to, uh, uh, to judge people or anything like that. None of this stuff is, it's just, you know, you got to have some enemies. It's the same way, like the preppies, I'm, you know, it's not like, uh, try to use these big cultural kind of clicks and stuff in eighties movies is, is just natural to the, the genre. So. Um, plus you had all the satanic panic and all this kind of stuff back then. So it's exaggerating, all that kind of stuff. So keep that in mind as you're listening to this in case it wasn't obvious, but the stuff is meant to be larger than life. Um, not, uh, you know, persecuting any group or anything like that should be obvious, but might as well throw a disclaimer in there. So anyway, one girl answers the door and it's like, who the hell are you? And they're like, hail Satan. We, you know, we want to join your group. Cause they'd heard some people in there saying hail Satan and everything. And, uh, so the girl looks at him. Then she looks at, uh, she looks at the Marty McFly type. She's like, what? I know you, you're McCoolie from the Chupacabras. You know, y'all play just the Jay Giles band and, and John Cougar Mellencamp. You're not a Satanist. He's like, well, our band's experimenting. We're, we're trying to different things out. We're in an experimental phase. <laughs> so, Like, ah, she goes and gets Raven and, uh, for the Raven character, you know, the leader of the group, I I found the the, the absolute biggest hair I could find. It's literally like in the image, it's like four feet off the, the girl's head, you know, she comes to the door and looks at him and says, well, you know how do you feel about sacrificing puppies? You know, they're like, they're like, Oh, we feel great about it. You know, she says, well, you know, if if she lets them in and join the group, they're going to have to be the ones to, to do the sacrifice they're preparing for. So anyway, they let them in and, um, they go into the house. There's like pentagrams on the floor and stuff like that. And some of the, some of the goths are like preparing the sacrifice and they see Norbert, this, uh, you know, little kid he's just like a young teenager you know that was, was the cop's son that they're supposed to get out of there and he's like oh yeah um they i think they start asking him about music or something he's like i like you know i like dark music i don't like stuff like like that lame band the chupacabras like you not know that mcculley's in the band the chupacabras so that was kind of a running theme, making fun of the chupacabras and mcculley having an answer you know, well, we're going through an experimental phase and that kind of thing. So anyway, they, uh, they prepare the sacrifice and they've stolen this like puppy from the neighborhood. So they bring the whole group in there and they know they're going to have to do something soon. So McCoolie asked to go use the bathroom. And I have this, uh, I refer to this one goth avatar. This, this guy I refer to as Lurch doesn't talk a lot. Lurch takes McCooley to the bathroom. And he's gonna to try to signal the the rest of the group with to you know to come help with uh with the walkie talkie and so while he's in there, he's in the bathroom, he says he's just gonna you know sing a little bit, and he you know holds down the walkie talkie and he sings <laughs> about to sacrifice some puppies now, about to kill some puppies now, oh yeah, it's gonna happen right now, you know, trying to get them to know know what's going on <laughs> so this is so funny. About to kill a puppy right now. And so that that kinda of signals um Nathan, Chewy, and Billy from outside. They come you know, they come running. Barbara, <clears throat> as dusk, you know, is in the room with the puppy on the table, everybody, you know, getting ready for the sacrifice, and she's trying to stall, so she tries a performance check to say, "Oh, y'all aren't real Satanists. What you gotta do first is everybody's gotta cut their hand and You put some blood on the puppy and then you, you pet the puppy real sweetly. Like she doesn't really want to do it, you know? And, uh, so she's trying to convince him of this, but she rolls a double one, which in Savage Worlds is a fail. You can't re-roll it or anything. So this is one of those great things where I had to think fast, you know, and I say that like sliding down her arm, her swatch, her swatch, watch comes sliding down her wrist and gives her away as not being a real goth, you know? So Raven's like, that's a swatch. They aren't goths. Get him. This whole fight breaks out. It's classic. And, uh, all of the, the goth kids have knives. Bender gets a cigarette put out on him that mem- momentarily like stop, you know, stuns him. Cause he's like, you know, in that movie, I think he mentions like his dad put a cigarette out on him or something. So he's like, dad, and he you know, just pauses him for a minute. Uh, Nathan comes running in with a tire iron and he, <laughs> rolls the double one so it just gets caught up in one of this girl's piercings and chains and everything and can't get can't get it loose uh chewy chowinski's always got mustard on him He's always trying to use mustard and uh you know he comes running in with with his mustard and uh billy comes running in with a, a flare from the car so billy sets the flare you know shoots it off and it kind of blinds everybody for a minute but i'd roll and check and see if it sets anything on fire but it doesn't so he, He ends up just dropping it and grabbing the the puppy off the table and starting to run out of there. Meanwhile, Norbert, AKA dagger, the cops kid is pissing his pants and just runs out, you know, starts to run out of the room and Chewy comes sliding in wanting to shoot mustard everywhere, but he rolls a double one. So what I have it is like him slip and, you know, let this trail of mustard in there, but the flare, it's almost like it's gasoline or something, the flare ignites the mustard and the you know, so a trail of flames comes in, and the whole room bursts into flames. Barbara gets stabbed really bad, takes a couple of wounds, and she's, like, in bad shape. They start dragging her out of there as the whole place is going up in flames, and and Raven with the four-foot-high hair, and all the, you know, hairspray in her hair. Her hair catches on fire, and so she's, uh, you know, screams as the, the room is bursting into flames that, she's going to take them all to hell with them and we'll see them in hell and everything. And meanwhile, at this time, the cops are showing up, uh, pull everybody out while everybody, you know, all the goths end up caught in there and and burned to death. So it it was, it was epic. We had the, you know, the swatch, the, the mustard catching flames, all this stuff just on the fly there. Um, at the end, it was just epic. So, yeah, the they, Barbara gets rushed to the hospital. Um, the rest of them, you know, drive uh, drive her car back. First, uh, they take the uh, take the puppy. It's got a tag on it. It's been stolen from the neighborhood somewhere. They take it and give it to these kids, and uh, you know the, the family whose it was, and they're all thankful for it. The cop agrees to destroy the videotape, and. uh you know, it was just, if you could look at the the adventures that I started with, there were nothing. It was like a kid that wants to be a vampire, you know, attacks somebody in a parking lot. And that was just like the first adventure. There was nothing to it. It could have been just like a five, you know, five minute encounter. And then the the way that the cultist uh, uh, adventure was written, it had nothing to do with goth kids or Satanism and this kind of stuff. And so it was awesome to, to take these two separate adventures, put them together. I was just kind of hoping it would end up even being a full session, hoping it would be good. And, and the the party, uh, made it special. And then being able to, you know, just come up with stuff like the, you know, the, the, the swatch and some of the stuff on the fly, um, uh, was great. Everybody's laughing the whole time. And And anyway, I hope I did an okay job of explaining how it all went down, but it was just great. It was just, it was exactly what I wanted with the show. So, um, let's see, some other music I played, Every Breath You Take, that was like the biggest song of 83 that came up, and uh, I think I played Come On Eileen at one point, and um, some other big hits from from that time. And I'm trying to think if if I missed anything from it but I think that was the the main, the main points of it all. And, uh, the avatars and everything all made it great. So it was just a lot of fun. That's all I can say about it. It was a great way to, since we're going to have a couple week break, it was a great way to end it. The next session will be there. Um, the last session is freshman, So it'll kind of get back to that, uh, main plot thread. But anyway, it was a ton of fun, ton of fun. And, uh, Everything you want a session to be really. It was why I like to play Improv, the humor, um, the, the, just the fun, sheer fun of it. That's what it's all about. So, anyway, that's what I got for you today. Let's see, the you know, next thing you know, the next thing will be that last Hump Day blog ram of the year. Hope y'all check that out. Remember to, uh, if you want to, leave me a message about uh, about your New Year's gaming resolutions. Obviously, you can message me here on the Anchor app or at anchor.fm forward slash thought eater. You can send me an email, frothsoft, frothsof at gmail.com. Blog, of course, is frothsoft, Big thanks. Shout out to folks backing me on Patreon. If you're enjoying the programs and everything, patreon.com forward slash thought eater. And I've got some little things in mind for next year with the Patreon. Try to help it improve and grow. And I'll be posting those over at the Patreon. But uh, it's a dollar a month if you want to support me. Patreon.com forward slash Thought Eater. I think that's all I got for you. I hope you're having a great weekend. And continue to have one. Logan, let's go. <laughs> Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade gonna help you escape from the grind thought eater gonna blow your mind